Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, where we discuss all sorts of things Germanic heathenry related. My name is Jesse, and I am your host. Let's get into it. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another Thursday, fun day, Thursday, Thursday here um, in Midgard and wherever else you might be catching this. I don't know if this reaches all the other or any of the other uh, nine realms. But uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in this week. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for helping uh, this platform grow to the size that it has become. We've really reached some new heights here collectively on all of the different, you know, platforms. But I mean, over a thousand followers on Spotify, um, over 15,000, I think 15 or 16,000 on Facebook, uh, five and a half thousand on, on YouTube. And, um, what was that? I think like 770 something on Instagram, but yeah, we are, uh, doing pretty good thing. Dang, 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 I would say. Um, but <laughs> thank you guys for for being here and uh, you know supporting this podcast in the ways that you do. Uh, if you're new here, thank you for for tuning in and checking out this podcast. Um, and if you're a Facebook subscriber specifically, um, I said you know Thursday, um, and, and then thinking of everybody else that's catching this. But if you are a Facebook subscriber, then you have already caught this episode. You guys, want to know more about that? Um, then please head over to the Midgard Musings Facebook page and you will be given the option to subscribe to my page. You can get some benefits and perks uh, for a very, very low uh, monthly fee. It's like uh, $2.50. Um, you don't even have to subscribe you know, uh, re- recurrently. You can do it month to month. You can stop whenever you feel like it. You're under no obligation, of course, to do that. Um, but it does give you early access to the podcast. Um, So if you're just like itching to see or hear what I'm talking about each week before Thursdays, um, there's your opportunity. Um, What else we got going on? Oh, um, so I've been talking now for a little while about the Shadowmoot event um, that uh, Raven Moonhearth hosts up in Springfield, Tennessee. And um, I mentioned... uh, you know, I have been mentioning that I will be there. My wife and I will be there, um, and 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 stuff. And then, uh, as it turns out, uh, we'll be there vending this year. So, um, I know my wife's got some wood burning items that she likes to to sell. Um, some things that she's that she's handmade. Um, various, you know, like pagan themed um, wood burned items. I think she's got some bowls and some coasters. Maybe some other. Um, random items and stuff that she's made. Um, and then I usually am there to do rune readings. Um, but regardless of whether I'm there or not, um, if you're in the area and you haven't yet heard of Shadowmoot, um, here's the information about it. There'll be a, a Facebook event uh, for you to find and uh, you know gives you like location. Of course, it's in Springfield, Tennessee. It tells you uh, kind of what to expect um, and also what's to be expected of us as as uh, guests and attendees of the event but it is a wonderful annual uh 
autumn event it's it's literally just right around the time of that uh, you know autumnal equinox and then also the germanic uh observances of winter nights i believe this year um on saturday friday or saturday the uh there, there's going to be a like a um, a partial lunar no sorry partial solar eclipse um I know totality and all that's going to be visible in other parts of the of the world, but um, we're going to see, barring it's not you know overcast or rainy, um, but it's still going to be happening. So we'll see part of it. Um, so it's pretty pretty cool if you think about it that you know they're having this big get together and then there's that amazing celestial event that takes place. So definitely uh, consider coming out to uh, Shadow Moot this year and experience what. Raven Moon Hearth and everybody that comes has to offer for that. So um, that is next month. So what do we got going on here today uh, on the podcast is a topic that um, uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of content around. Um, so and, and why do I want to talk about something like this? Right. So what we're talking about this week is... Uh, the the, the 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 Germanic heathen curse or cursing pole or scorn pole called the Neath Stong or Neathing Pole in English, right? Um, and why do I want to talk about something like that? Um, well, I figure you know it's 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 an important topic to cover because I think some people will come into uh, alternative religious paths like paganism, especially, and and think that there's you know. Um, you know, it's always oh, not always. So that's my favorite. It's not always love and light, right? <laughs> um, then there's darkness, and there's uh, you know, evil, if you want to call it that, right? There's this uh, malevolent side of of things about any belief system. I think, really, you know, the way the Christians say hey, you can't have God without Satan, right? You can't have God without the devil. Um, so there's this like balance that that's always being sought right between order and chaos and when we when we as germanic heathens view the world many of us see that as this constant cycle right where um the forces of order um looking to keep and maintain that order and then those forces of chaos and entropy and all of those things in nature that are constantly wearing away at that and but it's necessary, right? There has to be this ebb and flow. And there has to be this give and take. And um, I also think that uh, people who um, may not know or, 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 or realize what a kneading pole is and what purpose it serves may go online and may start looking at, um, you know, ways to curse people ways to bring ill luck um, or, or attempt to, uh, again, kind of mark certain people in a way uh, and in a negative way for maybe a variety of reasons. And I wanted to talk about this particular topic today because I think, you know, especially now in today's world, um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of sensitive people out here. Right. Um, and I think that when, if you're not careful, I think that uh, when when offenses come to people and, and when people feel like they've been 
disrespected or, or 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 done ill against that they are going to try and find ways to uh retaliate and um there's danger in that you know what i mean like there's always be careful when it comes to retaliation um of any sort but especially when it comes to like this type of thing right spiritual um metaphysical uh, uh areas where you want to try to put like a curse on somebody uh, or whatever it's it's heavy duty stuff um i i don't recommend going about it lightly and and um you know realize that just because you've been inconvenienced or or, or wronged or slighted or maybe just downright disrespected um doesn't always require that you actively go out and seek retaliation you know or, or recompense kind of one of those things for me at least that i look at in a way as you know picking our battles you know and if there's a reason or purpose behind seeking such a thing seeking to do such a thing you know what is that purpose is it just to try to get even you know is it just to settle the score really as it were and look i get it um especially heathens right we we, we look at the existence between people in the world as as reciprocal you know like quite often we'll see and and then maybe some heathens will uh maybe give a nod into the you know towards the Havamal stanza that that talks about you know repay your you know enemy um lie for lie leasing for leasing right like that sort of thing and uh i don't know it's when it, when it comes to stuff like that again i i've, I've mentioned before on this podcast and in person too, to other people that I don't see these poems, the, the like the Havamal or any of the other Edic poems or, or sources from the sagas or anything as a book of commandments or a Bible or anything to go by. I see the Havamal as, as, as this, you know, again, sayings um, of, of ways to be and, and, and recommended behavior that fit the society and, and, and the, people at the time you know hospitality being a big thing reciprocity being a big thing um you know all of that is it was it was very important to the people at the time and so it makes sense that something that would be written down is like hey these are you know some good ways to be these are sayings of odin and all this right i feel like that's to be considered when tossing around quotes from and, and stuff from from like something like the hall of them all um so again going back to like the curse thing right why we would do something like that why any heathen would do something like that and what is even this kneading pole right what are we talking about what is the need stung um as it were and i'm gonna cite a couple of things that are going to be annotated as always as, as as best i always can at least uh, in the show notes and in the description um, just the way you guys have some written information to go back and 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 look to, um, but the kneading pole, or the scorn pole, the need stung, has very limited uh, attestations in, in any sort of what we might consider historical source material, um, and it's a very specific thing, and it's a very specific. Uh, it serves a very specific purpose, okay? 
So, um, the, 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 the most vibrant ex uh, example of the Nisang being used is in the saga of Egyo Skullagrimson. And in that saga, there's a line that um, talks about this Nisang or this curse pole. And I'm going to read um, a line, or I'm going to read that line uh, for you. I'm also going to have it um, written up here on screen so that for those of you that are um, watching and, and, and want to you know read along, you can. But um, again, it's from Egil's saga, or you know, the saga of Egil Scala Grimson. Um, but it says, And when all was ready for sailing, Egil went up into the island. He took in his hand a hazel pole and went to a rocky eminence that looked inward to the mainland. Then he took a horse's head and fixed it on the pole. After that, in solemn form of curse, he thus spake. Here set I up a curse pole, and this curse I turn on King Eric and Queen Gunhilda. Here he turned the horse's head landwards. This curse I also turn I turn also on the guardian spirits who dwell in this land, that they may all wander astray, nor reach or find their home, till they have driven out of the land King Eric and Gunhilda. This spoken, he planted the pole down in a rift of the rock and let it stand there. The horse's head he turned inwards to the mainland, but on the pole he cut runes expressing the whole form of curse. So this is the so this is the result of when King Eric and Queen Gunhilda outlaws uh Egil, Scala Grimson, right? He is a scald, he's he's an important person at the time, but he, he, he does things that get him outlawed. Um and again the name of the saga is the saga of Egil Scala Grimson. So you can read the saga if you want to know more of the specifics. But he is um he, you know he's he's none too happy about the idea of it being of him being outlawed and, and now being cast out of society. Um and what's interesting to note is that that term neath, right, to, to be neething, um, or to be neath really meant at the time that you were a villain. And you were an outlaw. You were you were uh, cast out of that society, and it was um, not uncommon to uh, be literally at the mercy of anyone or anything that that came upon you. If you were declared neething, if you were a neath person, if you were a neathmon or neath neathcon or whatever, you had no protection from the structured order of society. You were outlawed, and so you were more susceptible to um robberies and, and and bandits and vandals and stuff like that along the way because you didn't have the protection of that inner that inner group that inner society anymore you know so it's interesting to think about the fact that the the need stung <laughs> the needing pole is in this particular attestation being erected by someone who was outlawed right I'm not going to go into the specifics as to why and, 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 and stuff again. Read the story for yourself. Do your own research. Do your own homework. I gave you the clue. The little breadcrumb trail. Go out and read it. Find about it. Uh, uh, find out about it yourself. Um, but here we see again in this specific example that Egil 
Uh, first of all, he gets a hazel hole. Um, and, and he puts a horse's head on it. And he says the curse to in the direction that the horse's head is facing. It says it was facing uh, in inward uh, towards the mainland, kind of facing the kingdom, facing where King Eric and Queen Gunhilda were, were ruling over. Um, but then he turns it outward to face the outer perimeters, right? So he's, he's, he's cursing them within, and he's also cursing the land Vatir, the, the guardian spirits, as it mentions, or the whites of the land, right? He's cursing them so that way they are scared. They are never, they are never settled. They are never, they're constantly wandering astray and stuff, trying to find their home. They're disturbed. This is a big, this was a very big, bold move to do to these people at the time. Because again, we, we, we see that this concept of regional, local uh, spirits that people coexist around, uh, especially in the folklore, right? We, we, we see that this is an, of high importance and that they wanted to keep the spirits of the land peaceful and at peace and they didn't want to disturb them they didn't want to upset them um and here we have agil doing a very specific thing to to do the opposite of that right to, to piss them off to, to scare them to make them unsettled um and then he speaks the curse right he speaks the curse saying that he uh doesn't want the land Vitir, doesn't want the, the 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 spirits of the land to find rest. Um, and then on top of all of that, when he says it, he turns it back inwards towards the the the, the mainland and carves runes or cuts runes expressing the whole form of the curse. So it's it's spoken into existence and then it's carved onto the kneading pole um, to 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 spell it out, right? So it's it's carved in let's say carved in stone, but it's it's literally cut into the to the curse pole what he just said. Um so there's a very specific example of what an eating pole was. It's described as 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 a pole with a horse head on it. A lot of uh artistic representations of this show it kind of set up where you know they've got these cross beams. Um, kind of set up in like an X form and then the pole is leaning towards, you know, so that way it's like laying or, or, or positioned at an angle upward towards the sky. Um, in a way, it almost looks like this, uh, like a stick figure, you know, very ominous looking. If you think about this, this something is big enough to hold the, the size of a, of a horse's head. Um so there's there's your historical you say uh you know attestation of a kneading pole being uh used and erected and then there are some examples of of, of variants of of kneading poles being used in contemporary usages a modern example that is seen sometimes or has been seen um in iceland uh, was seen in back in 2006. So there were, um, there was a case where this farmer uh, 
it's somewhere in Iceland. He was claiming to be, um, well, this, this kind of is an important part. He was claiming descendants from Agil, Skala Grimson. He was, he was claiming to be one of Agil's descendants. And he raised an eating pole using the half, the, the head of a calf instead of the head of a horse. Um, and the reason why he raised this this uh, this kneading pole, right, was it was something to do with, um, you know, something that the man did. This other man, right? So this farmer, he he had he had a beef, he had a he had a gripe, he had something against this man, and on that kneading pole was a note written something along the lines of that he the the that man that farmer would not rest, you know, until this other person was either outlawed himself or dead um and uh so what's what's really interesting is that the the the, the case around this the reason why this uh <laughs> why this needing poll was written i said the guy the guy had beef uh this is very reminiscent of um the john wick story right the the guy ran over the farmer's puppy or dog killed his dog whether by accident or intentionally um his dog died and uh that farmer was like screw you buddy put the calf head on that pole put it on there that i am not gonna rest until you're either dead or or a criminal or outlawed yourself and this was in 2006 so this is again this is very modern this is very new um i believe that uh that case was considered as as a, as a crime in and of itself, right? Because here we got someone um, basically say, saying, I'm not going to rest until you're dead or, or whatever, and that could be considered a threat. So that happened all over someone's dog being run over. Um, that was in Iceland. Also, uh, in 2006, um, there was a local politician in Norway who used sheep heads and raised several kneading poles. Um, and, and this was in protest to, I guess, some sort of an election, um, an, a, a local election. Um, there have also been cases um, as, as back in 2016 where kneading poles used um, dried fish heads Right, so they were kind of a, an, an improvised version of a kneading pole. It could have been, you know, we didn't have horse heads or or, or large cattle or anything of, of livestock available to us. So we're just gonna, you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking like you know chopsticks with fish heads on them. Who knows what it was? But there were cod fish heads, you know, so dried cod. Um, and this was done in 2016 as a local, uh, what do you call it, demonstration or, or protest against the Icelandic uh, prime minister at the time. Um, and then lastly, the last one that we know the, of, an, of an example just happened a few years ago, and this was in 2020 during or at the um, All Thing. So the, the current Icelandic parliament is, you know, is it, they are called uh, the All Thing, you know. Um, and there was a kneading pole uh, erected there at like in front of that parliament building using two um i believe they were sheep heads they're called sveed so i think they're like prepared or, or fermented or some sort of 
prepared uh, sheep heads. Um, but that was done in front of the, again the, the the Icelandic Parliament building, and then there was a sign on the pole saying that the government was um, allegedly treating like working classes um, poorly. So predominantly female, well, the working class of, of, of female workers, um, saying that they weren't, they you know they weren't being paid fairly, they were being mistreated. Um, this was all this is all right at the time of the pandemic, uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic, you know, and in in protest of, of of how their workers are being treated, you know, there were kneading poles put up in front of their government's. Uh, head of office you know so um the poll at that time's claim to turn that around on the all thing with a curse in the sense that they wanted the the plights and the things that the working people were experiencing to be reversed and put back onto the people that were in their political power so You'll note, I, I kind of like notice the theme in some of these, right? Here we had, you know, Egil um, erected his his kneading pole against the king and queen, right? Which, by the way, um, from the story from the from the saga, um, the curse worked. Um, they ended up fleeing or, or leaving the land. Uh, the kings and the king and queen did, you know. So the intent or the purpose behind the curse uh, definitely was fulfilled. Um, and then we see other examples throughout history in relatively recent times that were documented at least about, you know, people doing things towards the established rulers or leaders, you know, governmental leaders, um, things like that. And then you got this own guy who was just like, you ran over my dog, dude, and I hope you die. <laughs> um, but, you know, I guess uh, my whole thing is, you know, when, when, when it comes to curses, right? When it comes to this uh, this idea of, of wanting to wish harm or or you know put into existence, speak into existence, intent behind bringing harm upon somebody, there's got to be some really really good uh, reasoning behind it. I think, um, and I've come close a couple of times. In recent times um where i was like find me a horse head or a horse skull you know i was i was fully ready and prepared to get the pole get the horse head get to get to uh writing up the curse and then painting putting the runes on the pole uh, for that and and setting one i i was i was ready fully intended all i was like if i had the materials in front of me if i had the everything at the time i, I probably would have gone ahead and done it um could i have done something a little bit differently yeah could have i mean i'm sure uh again with with the improvised methods that we've heard here today there's you know it's not like locked in stone that it's got to be a horse head or it has to be you know so many feet tall or so many feet wide or anything like that you can improvise and you can kind of follow the methodology but uh the the point of it all is that i didn't and i'm glad that i didn't um because 
those things are are that's serious business um i don't i don't particularly see the uh the comparison between like a germanic kneading pole being compared to like a a hex or or any other sort of like name for a curse that you might uh hear about or i know they're, they're really uh they're they're more popular i think in like wiccan neo-pagan wiccan uh circles or or, or communities where people are asking like hey i want to do this on this on someone or they did this to me i need to you know release them from me or something like you know i don't i don't necessarily see the similarities between the two i think that when the kneading pole is erected it's like that's it it's 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 done there is no receiving it back to you you know if, if you've done it right and if you've done it the right way then it's gonna it's gonna do what it's intended to do um that's just my opinion okay and, and again i'm not gonna go into like telling you you're right or wrong if you if you believe me or, or don't believe me or agree with me or don't agree with me this is, this is my personal opinion i think once the kneading pole is set and done i've done a variant of a kneading right i've I, i've i have like i said i mentioned before that i there have been a couple of times where i was this close to doing it well there was one time that i've done a, a i had good reason to um declare someone needing and and make them outlaw and, and put them at such a at such a distance that they couldn't come back you know or that they they were they were forever banished and then and, and so that was that was done that was done years ago and and it hasn't returned you know like it's it's out there it's it's that 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 person that thing is is forever needing and uh you know it was it was important and it was serious and that's why it was done um but but the the other times that i've thought of doing it were driven almost entirely by emotion by my feelings being hurt you know and uh i was like man what am you know looking back on it and thinking you know had i followed through you know um what what kind of consequences could have been could have been had from it you know maybe not necessarily consequences that i would have um felt right away or or or, or even felt at all but just it's serious stuff you know you talk about putting a, a hex or putting a curse you know raising a kneading pole against someone i mean it's it's clearly powerful um and and, and if you want to be a, of the type to believe the, the the story the lore the myths um the sagas in this case right this isn't mythology this is this is other stuff but the you know information from the sources um says that it was effective and it did what it was supposed to do in a very effective way and to take responsibility for that you know what i mean like the again where i'm coming from was like even though i don't feel like if i do this i'm gonna you know receive it back if if something 
you know, they're, they're because of that balance that needs to be sought. I, again, I'm not a big into like that side of things, of the, like the curses. Like, well, if you're gonna do it, then um, you're gonna, you know, you, what you put out, you're gonna get back. That sort of thing. I just I know that the the the, the universe, the world, like the. Everything has a really interesting way of, of balancing itself out. Um, and a lot of times we don't even have to do anything for it to to happen, right? I know a lot of folks that um, over the years, I've, I've known a lot of folks, I should say, that, that have taken this... Uh, this this side of of their spirituality um and really embrace that darkness and, and embrace that uh, malevolent sort of thing and i didn't i don't like seeing where it put them you know what i mean like i don't like seeing what it did to them i think there's a place for it and i think there's a purpose for things like this and i i don't think that it needs to happen at every whim or or for just every Time that you feel that you've been inconvenienced or or mad or upset or disrespected or anything like that. I mean, you start going down that road and you just become this spiteful, you know, hate-driven troll. Uh, you, you you become transformed into this this diabolical creature, um, and because of that, because of how it eats away at you that it, you, it becomes you it consumes you and you become that thing that is so diabolical that you want to put against someone that that it you you become without now yourself you know and i'd say it's easy probably for for, for some people to to you know some people are more um easily triggered than others you know some people would be like, man, he disrespected me. I'm about to go knock his ass out. You know, or how dare you? Um, how dare you, you know, position my family against me? You know, I'm going to curse you now because of it. And, you know, if it's pick your battles. Um, I, I will say that just this year, you know, I lost my father. Um, he passed away in April. I essentially lost every other living relative that I have, um, except for just a few, because the living relatives that I have that, uh, you know, believe what they believe, want nothing to do with me because of that, you know? So essentially this year was like that. It was like the nail in the proverbial coffin, you know? And there was a lot of things for me to learn this year after my dad passed away. You know, that was my, that was the first parent that I've lost. You know, my mother is still physically alive. Um, but 
nothing having nothing to do with me you know and that hurts uh i would be lying if i said that it never stung and it doesn't you know from time to time that it that still doesn't hurt um but at the time when i lost my father you know when i felt that pain of that type of loss and was faced with it and going through the various stages of grief you know learning knowing what some of the things that transpired during his physical life that led up to him passing away and then the things that happened within the week or two after him dying while I was while I was you know up in New York and doing all that it was I was so mad you know I was so angry with certain people because I blamed them not for my, not for my dad dying right not for him but I I blamed them for me not having that close family you know feeling of of my blood kin you know and it it almost it uh it almost caused me to forget the family that I do have my my tribe my wife you know her family um her mother and father who have 100 and 100,000% adopted me as 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 their own you know i you know you ask them what i am to them and it's you know that's Jesse he's our son you know it's not son in law it's they are just as as loving and welcoming to me as if they were my own flesh and blood and i've also got my tribe the extension of my immediate family that have become closer to me as as brethren as kin than my own flesh and blood and uh it's it was it's it's wild you know just like reflecting on this sort of thing and and realizing man i was this close i was this close to putting a curse a needing on on some people you know were they deserving of it i mean again who was who am i to who am i to say that i think you know when you start going down that path when you start thinking you know they deserve this i don't know um I guess you kind of have to look at it that way in 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 some aspects like you know you, you got to measure up their deeds against what is morally and ethically right to you. But who's to say that what they did wasn't morally and ethically right to them, you know? Why they do the things that they do? Well, if it opposes your beliefs or if it opposes the way you do things, is it just a difference of opinion at that point? and shouldn't you just agree to disagree respect their boundaries and move on you know or was there actually physical or psychological I mean was there actual harm done that is warranting you know a, a curse is warranted something something of that severity is warranted right some people are just so vengeful and 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 so quick to seek revenge, right? But they don't think about the, the consequences and the outcome of it. 
I don't think that kneading poles or that kneed stungs should be omitted from modern Germanic heathen practices. I don't. I think they have a place. I think with the right purpose, right? Um, and actually having someone who is, uh, I would say, magically uh, capable enough, because <laughs> I think there is some, I think this does, you know, fall under the category of uh, magic, right? The woo-woo type stuff. This is mysticism. These are, these are things that, you know, you can't scientifically or, you know, for some people rationally explain how the kneading pole works, why it works. It, that, that's not, there's, there's nothing scientifically proven <laughs> that you can go back on. Like, yeah, well, it's because of this, sex thing and that and the other. But it's documented and, and you know, been put into the, the sagas that it does work. And I've seen what I've done be effective in work as well. I guess all I'm saying is I think it has its place. I think it does belong in modern heathen practices. Um, I just think it needs to be done, again, with the right purpose in mind and not done with hasteful, bitter retaliation. Um and I'm no, you know, there's probably going to be some people that are that are watching this and going, but well, that's exactly what it's for, right? Like that, that's exactly what it did. Look at Agil, who gets outlawed right by the king, and he goes, "Oh yeah, well, I'll show you guys." Sticks a pole in the ground with a horse's head and curses everything in there and that and behind it. It says, "Until you walk away, till you get out of here, until you're gone, this land will not be restful." You know. And so, that seems a bit retaliatory. Retaliatory, yeah. The man whose dog was run over, that's absolutely an act of retaliation. But again, those are modern those are modern um, examples of it. So, I don't know. I guess all I'm saying is be careful with it. You know, whatever the purpose is behind what you're doing, just know that it's powerful stuff. It does work. If you're going to read any of this stuff and, and, and hold any of this, any sort of you know, belief to it know that it works know that it's effective and know that when done correctly it will bring about the results that that you want and you know guys i'm going to tell you right now like i i went so far as to write out the curse that i was gonna you know i was asking you where can i get a horse's head like i was gonna go and do the whole there wasn't gonna be this like small little thing like i was gonna make a thing of it um, I had the curse written out and, uh, like I was ready and raring to go, but I'm glad that I had more on my head at the time than just my emotions to fuel me, you know, I had people I could talk to. I could have other, there were other resources to me that I could process that grief that I was feeling. Cause that's really what it was, you know? I was I was going through that stage of grief where I was angry. Um and I don't I feel better now knowing that I didn't do it for that reason. Um So That's the thing. You know, when you when you think about 
how many times we behave in in ways and 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 carry out things just because of how we were feeling at the time you know a lot of us could do better a lot of us could learn a thing or two from ourselves and i hope that the idea of this uh this need stand you know the need stand the needing pole the curse pole the scorn pole that if you're scornful if you're mad if you're looking to curse someone or somebody or somebody's that you're considering the why and the purpose are you consumed by hate and malice and you want to get even or is it something that a legitimate wrong was done and of course you're not going to feel good about it but um you know so i'll tell you when i when i when i talked earlier about the the knee thing that i did um that 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 one time um it was done against someone who caused physical and um I don't say like psychological, but was physical harm against my against my inner yard, right? They brought physical damage, physical harm to my inner yard and their 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 demeanor, their way, who they were was a threat. Um and I knew that if given the chance, you know, out in the heathen community out there where I'm at, right, that this person could show up and be there and maybe even attend some of the same events that, you know, I would be attending, my wife and I would be attending. And I didn't want that. I wanted them to be so lost and so, and to wander and to be so astray that they could never find a home, you know? Oh, you damaged my home. You you brought ill against my home. How about you never have a home? How about you never find a physical home? How about you never find a spiritual home? How about you just wander astray forever? And it was serious. Like I said, you know, um, haven't heard from that person to this day don't know don't care but i wasn't i wasn't like you know i can't believe you you know you've ruined my carpet and you know or <laughs> you you know you 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 you, you were, were behaving in a way that was just traumatizing to to me and my wife like oh i can't believe you here's a curse like no not again it was it was a it was a thought out thing i i wasn't mad I, I was upset yeah for sure but it wasn't like i was doing it because uh i had any, any other courses of action it was this is it now you're you're done done for good so think about what i'm saying today right it, it, this is just one pagan one heathen's perspective on the topic um i'd love to hear your thoughts about it i do 
I want to know, um, first of all, what is your take on this, you want to call it dark magic? I don't know. Um, working in the dark, right? Shadow work. Man, that doesn't really, this doesn't really fall under the category of shadow work, I would say. But um, yeah, the opposite side of the coin, right? When it's not all, uh, when it's not all sunshines and rainbows. Where do you sit on it? Do you think that there's a place for it um, in, in your in your practices? And what are your what's your take on the application of the kneading pole here in modern times? Do you think that it has a place? Do you think that it should have only specific applications for its use? What's your thoughts on it? Be anxious to hear what you think about it. So down in the comments or right into the podcast or just share your thoughts. That's right. Go down there in the comment section. Let us know what you think. If you want to write into the podcast, you can do that. It's MidgardMusingsTN at gmail.com. Or you can call the hotline. That number is 615-671-9832. And it is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just call, leave a voicemail. You got three minutes per voicemail that you want to leave. So if you're a long talker, you got a lot to say might want to shorthand it or just call back a few times and leave a couple of voicemails and we'll feature you right here on this podcast when you do that um so yeah definitely let us know what you think and uh if you're watching this or, or listening to this on the spotify platform there is going to be a q a maybe even a poll for you to engage in so if you want to share your feedback and your thoughts that way it's a great way to engage uh on the spotify platform and get your voice out there heard and seen and and all that fun stuff. So definitely be sure to do all that. And as always, check the link tree link that's in the show notes and description area of this podcast for all the ways that you can support the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast and Midgard Musings as a whole. All the content that I upload, all of the stuff that I share, um, everything doesn't come for free. Everything has a price and you can help support me in that way. Simply liking, following, sharing, subscribing um, is, is great way for doing that um, but there's also other monetary ways of support as well so check the link tree link down there see if anything fits you thank you as always for your ongoing and constant support hope you enjoyed today's episode until we talk again may the gods continue to notice you and may your ancestors smile upon you see you in the next one